0: Welcome to Six Months Later, the podcast 180 Days in the Making, where we talk to interesting people about their lives and their hopes for the future, and then we check in with them in six months uh, to see how everything's going and how those hopes shook out. I am your host. My name is Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Tara
1: newton Wordsworth. G'day. <laughs> how are you?
0: Oh, wow. I'm good. Breikey. What are we doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't join in on my stereotype. If you want to be a stereotype, uh, you've got to stick to American.
0: Tara, how are you doing today?
1: I am fantastic. Thank you so much for asking, Matt. You're always so considerate. What about I've got my haircut. Oh my god. Very nice. Um first time in I guess I think since February. So whatever that uh. is. I'm not sure what, we're in September now. I forget what month it is. We're moving, moving along. Well, actually you'll be listening to this and I'm assuming February, March?
0: In March, yeah. So some people will be like, but you just got a haircut last month. Why are you so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, no one cares or not because we'll be on a new lockdown. But um, no, staying positive. uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Did
0: they cut your hair very short or it doesn't look that much shorter?
1: No, uh, to be honest, I I mostly got a balayage. This is what the cool kids are doing now, which is kind of based... Basically, like they kind of incorporate different colors into your hair to make it look like you've got sort of highlights, but it's natural enough that if it grows out, it's not as much pressure as like if you get highlights which are really close to the head. And then as soon as they grow like an inch, then people are like, oh my God, you totally dye your hair. Whereas if you get a balayage, it's lower. It's sort of more natural looking. It can grow out and people won't really notice. This is what they tell you, but I mean, I can notice.
0: I, I, I Well, I noticed that your hair was different, but that's because I see you every week though.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Anyway, it's meant to look natural and also... uh I think it looks natural. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> your hair is looking how it always looks so that's good uh,
0: yeah gray and disheveled and yeah
1: you don't and get that, it like you haven't ventured out to get it cut yet have you have you had it cut
0: no alice cut it uh oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah before i i don't know i think back in august or something or july end of july she cut my hair which is the first time she ever cut hair which was it turned out all right it it's pretty much even all over and yeah I thought I it looked know.
1: really good I remember when she did it and I was like wow your hair looks good I think yeah. maybe get her to do it again I guess or, or you're not you're
0: probably right no you're probably right <laughs> it's starting to get unsightly and I am starting to go back into work so I'm like working in person and like seeing people every day so <laughs> I should probably look a little bit more presentable
1: I, I um, mean you you look fine um now what's your week been like how, how have you been what have you been up to
0: what have I been up to I got some new shoes I meant to bring them in here so I could show them to you but um, wow. they're pretty Aww. cool and green i, I bought them from they're a new a new shoe company that i ordered from called carayumas and they they i don't know they're like eco-friendly and so they buy they plant two trees in the amazon if you buy a pair of shoes but i don't know they looked pretty cool and they're vegan like <laughs> they no chopped down
1: seven trees to make the shoe <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not to. the best
0: <laughs> business model but you know <laughs>
1: Um, sounds good. Well, I wish you'd go and get them, but we can save that for after, I guess. I do. I want to see these shoes at some point. But I
0: do. uh, Yeah. I kind of want to mark this in time so that in six months I can be like, oh yeah, I've had those shoes for six months and I can see how they turn out if they're (laughs) like, if they're still like, if they fall apart after six months or whatever. So I'm just using this as like a mental diary, like it's a memory (laughs) prompt so I can remember to check and see like, oh yeah, those shoes are six months old.
1: Wow. Well, I'm sure the listeners are really grateful for that. So, anyway, any other news other than the shoes?
0: No. Tomorrow we have our 20 week scan. That's very (gasps) exciting.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So, we'll see how that goes. Um, How do you feel about that? I'm excited. I'm super excited. I get to go, which I didn't get to go to the 12 week scan. So, I get to go to this one. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Yeah, they lifted some of the lockdown. Um, So, yeah. So, that's exciting. That's the most exciting thing happening this week, certainly. What do you think about six months from now? I guess it's going to be mid March, right?
1: (laughs) Mid-March, yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of a little bit negative today because I was so excited because I did these two comedy gigs on the weekend, which went really well. And I did a drive-in comedy gig to Cars, which was really strange, but also fun. And then a really great outdoor gig on Sunday. And I felt that real positivity of like, yeah, you know, we can do this. And then today, or was it yesterday that Boris Johnson brought the new laws in about only six people gathering at once and now yeah. it's like oh god are we gonna is that did we just get like a taste of comedy and like now it's over again and so um i don't know i'm feeling a bit sad today like i was feeling a bit yeah. like maybe this is that it. maybe it's not going to be a good uh maybe in six months time you know we won't but i don't know i i really hope this vaccine works out so march next year we'll be coming out of the horrendous February, I imagine, weather and coming into brightness and spring and my son's second birthday, uh, my second son, Samuel, Ooh. his second birthday, he'll be able to go to nursery in April, which is epic. It means I'm going to have three mornings to myself for the first mm-hmm. time in three and a half years. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great time. I'm feeling excited about it. How about you?
0: Oh, you turn that around. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing how my shoes do <laughs> through the winter. Um, but yeah, obviously I mean, what then,
1: I'm excited about as well. I just want to we're
0: excited. all excited about it. I feel like that the the listeners are buzzing about it. I'll let you know, guys. This is a a real time, not a real time, but like if you're if you've if you've heard about karayumas and you're like, should I get them? You're gonna get an actual durability check-in uh, at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, Ooh. shall we crack on with yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> uh shall we crack on with our uh guests? Yes, no please. Presents?
1: I'm excited. <laughs>
0: To the interview. Today, we are speaking to Dana Cottrell. She is running for Congress in the 11th District of Florida, which is the district that I am still registered to vote in in the United States. So she's essentially going to be my congressperson so dana how are you today
2: i'm great thank you it's a beautiful day here in florida i hope your weather is the same in england today yeah it's been a nice
0: day here surprisingly yeah it's starting to get into fall here so it's it was a little bit chilly in the air but you know not like florida where it's always just quite <laughs> warm and, and pleasant so dana you are running for congressional district 11 you are running as a democrat good call uh, <laughs> Thank you. Let's just kind of start out like, what is your history in politics and what kind of inspired you to run for Congress?
2: Well, it started actually in elementary school. I had these amazing social studies teachers from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, Mr. Villar and Mr. Russell. And they taught us about politics, they taught us U.S. history. For three years, all we had was U.S. history uh, before standards, right? They took us to Washington, (laughs) D.C., we went to Philadelphia, Uh, we watched current events every night, and we watched the world news, and we discussed this, and they also talked about some of the things that they felt were wrong with politics, and that was when I was going to school in the 70s, and that was one of the things was about gerrymandering and about um, pork projects in the budget, things that are still wrong today, and they just infused in me this passion and this love for social studies, so I became a social studies teacher. And Mm -hmm. yes, so I've been a social studies teacher for 28 years. And again, I love government. I love U.S. history. I love our country. And I just felt that the direction our country was taking and our representation through Daniel Webster was not the direction that I wanted to see our voting record go for environment, for health issues, for employment issues, for um, alleviating college debt. And I wanted to make a difference. So I said to my husband and I talked to my family, that I'd like to run for office. That's something I've always wanted to do. I've always loved to serve and work toward the betterment for people's lives. And my husband felt that you are the best person. He said, you go for it. He goes, there's nobody I'd rather have representing us. So he's been my biggest supporter
1: from the start. That's good. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's gorgeous. Nice.
2: That's
0: great. I know that's inspiring. Yeah, it's nice that i I, um, I don't think I could ever run for office. But I mean, you know. It's been an uh, interesting journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would certainly like power, but I don't want to have to work for power. Um, <laughs>
2: uh, but
0: um, but that's great. So you you did run in twenty eighteen. Yes. And so this is your second campaign. Do you feel like you've learned you learned a lot from that first campaign? And and you think how how is how is the campaign going? Do you think?
2: Well, it's very interesting because what I found is a lot of people vote. By their party representation their membership and mm. they're not finding out as much about the individual candidates and what the candidates represent and mm. that was very important for me to get the messaging out but messaging that is correct messaging i think we have become so partisan and i look at what president trump and the message that he sends about democratic candidates being untrue and being full of lies and, and scaring people to where the Democrats want to take their messaging or some of the voting platforms that we propose. So, we have to make sure that we get truth in messaging out, and also that we have leaders who allow each other to debate the issues and, and put forth their ideas for the benefit of the people. So, we really have to make sure uh, what I learned from 2018 is that, again, people are voting more their party affiliation and not candidates. So what I'm trying to make sure that we really do is reach out these independent and NPA voters and make sure that they understand what our message is and what my what would I stand for in the correct way and not just from getting their news from Fox News or from a president's tweet or, you know, his public rallies that are full of lies and missing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Mm. for real. But yeah, I was looking at your website and you have a lot of great, really progressive what's a positions on a lot of issues. Yeah, it seems right what the country needs, if even if it, and hopefully your district will see that, you know, when voting. Like, so in 2018, you could campaign in a normal way. 2020, of course, is a very different situation. Like, how have you been trying to get the vote out or the word out? Like, if you can't, like, go knocking on doors or go to public spaces and and do meet and greets and things like that? Like, how are you reaching out to potential voters and constituents?
2: Well, it's been wonderful because it actually has prompted us to make sure we really upped our social media game. So making sure we're very active on... Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, making sure that we're getting our text messaging out, increasing our mailers to constituents. So our mailer has started to go out. Our postcard writing parties have gone out and we're doing a lot of no knock mail drops. So we're doing a lot of distribution, literature, which we would have been doing if we were doing the knock to doors. And when we do do knock to doors, if we knocked on maybe 30 doors, if we talked to four or five people, that would have been an average of the day. So most people are at home or they're not answering their doors to people they don't know and I get that <laughs> sure. um, and so we, we would leave the drops with the literature which we're still doing anyway and I really like to see people getting out more and learning about their candidates so maybe this will prove for people to reach out to so, to web pages to seek out the candidates to learn more about them we also do town hall meetings we do Sunday night live chats and everybody can participate with them in the Zoom. And my parents are in their 70s. So it's wonderful to watch them even with their homeowners association now Zoom. So you have oh, yeah. all people on the board who are learning this technology. And it's it's nice to watch them move forward where they might not have if this kind of environment hadn't forced us into this. So I think we've all moved forward into different outlets. and it has really been beneficial for us to learn new ways to reach people.
0: Mm, That's really good. Yeah. I mean, do you think that it, in some ways, like evens the playing field in terms of advantage, like if Webster, so Webster, I was reading up on him, has been the Congressman there for about six years. He's, he's got constituency or not constituency um, incumbent advantage and potentially money advantage because of that. And then do you think that, that having virtual events, being able to, uh, reach out to people in kind of new and novel ways, like helps even out the playing field in that way? Do you think?
2: For me, it's helpful, but for Webster, he doesn't do any of that. He kind of goes into this like he's got it one. He just looks right. at the numbers where Republicans are about 50% of the district. We have Democrats about 27%, but the NPA independent vote is 23%. Those are about our numbers here. So he just goes with this is a win for him, and he really doesn't do any outreach. It's one of his critiques, even the Citrus Chronicle, when they critiqued him in 2018, was that you need to do more outreach with your constituents and be more visible and have more of um, representation with your constituency. You know, he just... Hmm you don't really see him very much.
0: So he's mostly just out of the district most of the time and he's
2: running on R. He's a Republican, he's running on the R to bring him through. Uh, okay of money he does have a a a group that he works with to coordinate his campaign but basically it's mailers
1: what i found really funny was going on your website and basically it's just like really like positive i believe everyone should have like equal right just like really like (laughs) all the things are just like well obviously like this is good stuff but Mm -hmm. it's so funny to think there are people who actually don't agree you know like as in like I find I find it really funny to think there are people that don't agree with uh with the things that you've got you know that you're that you're supporting because obviously it's it's funny calling it progressive because I feel like it should just be what it is you know but I guess we take a lot for granted because we're in the UK and we have healthcare, you know and all these things over here but it's amazing to think that that's not you know yeah. that that's not just supported By everyone in America. Um, Like, oh, yeah, of course, everyone should have affordable health care.
2: Something that you might recognize, Tara, is a politics of fear. So, of course, you have competing people running for office with different ideologies. Corporate America, I think, has really taken a lot of control of the Republican Party. So they have a vested interest in representing and getting reelected Republicans. And that goes with the tax initiatives that they've gotten, the tax incentive plans, the subsidies to big business and corporations. And these are things that I think that some Democratic candidates like myself are opposed to. And it scares them to not know that they'll be making money hand over fist again, and that we will kind of try to even the playing field or, or try to lessen this wage gap in the United States and this wealth gap um, to provide for all Americans. And I think that that's what government is responsible to do is not, I, yes, I want to increase people's wealth and work toward that. Nobody wants to stop somebody. I want to be rich. Nobody wants to stop anybody from being rich. Right? Right. Having money. <laughs> you but you cannot do that at the co- at the human cost. You cannot do that and violate ethic or moral standards. Even our constitution, who would think that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, equality would be, those are great ideals, but did our country start off that way? No. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. try to keep working toward that ideal um, mm-hmm. and not give up toward that ideal.
0: No, that's, yeah. yeah. I Well, just on the healthcare thing, like as an American living in the UK, having the NHS versus when I lived in the US and paid so much for health insurance and got so much less, it's amazing. I, I, I can't imagine anybody would could speak out against it because it's, it's like the system here is amazing. Like we're having a baby. My wife and I are having our first baby soon. And- yeah. um, <laughs> Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, I, you know, she's British. That's why I live over here now. Uh, I'm, just,
2: but- I'm eligible for the healthcare system because when we lived in Germany, even though we registered and we were citizens of the of the, um community we lived in, we still were not eligible for to apply or get any healthcare systems. And it was a lot of jumping through hurdles to get my son into German school.
0: Wait, were you married to a German citizen or was no. it just you were there? I'm yeah, thinking
2: about probably because you're married to a British citizen.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably it because I got a spousal visa and then <laughs> uh I just had to pay a fee, but
2: it's a total 90 day fiance. So. Oh, no, no, it's a show no. in the United States it's about this whole spousal visas and people fall in love with uh people who live overseas in different countries and and the whole relationship thing and trying to get these visas and (laughs) yours
1: was fairly legitimate wasn't it matt i
0: feel like it was pretty (laughs) legitimate i don't know um yeah i left yeah i don't know we left in 2016 it had nothing to do with the election but it seemed like a good time to get out (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not a fighter like you, Dana. I'm. I'm like. I'm just like. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna leave. And <laughs> hopefully, by the time I get back, this will all be sorted out. <laughs> uh,
2: I, if Trump gets elected again, as a, a student of history, I really look at the rise of um, fascism. Uh, fascism. <laughs> I remember when Trump got elected in 2016. I was in Germany, living in Germany at the time, and my German friends were just like, "Do you know what your country just did? Do you have any right. idea where this is headed?" And of course.
1: I felt I knew, but our German friends surely knew. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, my God, that's really scary. (laughs) That actually gives me goosebumps. I was listening last year to like a psychological profile on Hitler and him having narcissistic personality disorder. And then this stuff about Trump, you know, with all the psychiatrists signing stuff, being like, he's got narcissistic personality disorder and and people just not taking any... uh, notice of it but i don't know fingers crossed that this election is different yeah
2: we're um, fighting. we're definitely fighting
0: yeah 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 do you um,
2: to get truth out there i mean that's the hardest part because really what we're fighting right now is fox news
0: right right and disinformation on facebook and various uh do you, are you hopeful um because i think between 2018 and now is that when florida re-enfranchised a number of like new voters uh that i think have been disenfranchised because of um, Uh, Felony convictions and things like that.
2: Yeah, that's Uh, going to the courts every day. So that's like a volleyball. Where is it at this time? Because every time it goes to the court, it's flipping. And so, of course, they're appealing the court cases. Right now, it's still in court and they're deciding... They cannot vote again if they have not made restitution and finalized all restitution. So that's where we're at right now. I think oh. that this, this will get all the way to the Supreme Court to eventually here. But right now, they cannot vote if they haven't finalized restitution. And a lot of felons are afraid because they don't know. You know, they get out and they've been out maybe in 10 years or so. And they're like, did I finish my restitution? I'm not even sure, you know, because it just gets dropped
0: oh time. yeah so
2: they're afraid because they're like well if i go register to vote and i really didn't finish my restitution then am i am i then committing another crime because I really wasn't eligible to vote, so right. it's been tricky.
0: Yeah, disenfranchisement is—it's such madness. Are you in your district? Are you reaching out to try to get new voters? Are you? Are you? Are, are, are there? Are there organizations yeah. who are doing that? Because I know there's yeah. like Fair Fight Twenty Twenty, Stacey Abrams Group, which is trying mm-hmm. to get out, find new voters, and and register new voters. And
2: right. So we definitely have the. Um, and I don't remember the name of the organization that is working with the felons to refranchise them and get them registered to vote and to find out if their restitution is owed. And we have a lot of groups that have put money forth to pay off restitution. Um, and one we'll who just joined in for that, I don't know if you've heard of Morgan Morgan, you know he's the tax attorney here and um, he's out of Florida, Morgan & Morgan, he fights for you. So Yeah, I think I've seen Lisa. Yeah, he <laughs> has also started an organization to pay restitution costs for felons who need that. So we have a lot of groups Working toward those efforts. We have, of course, the state party and the local democratic organizations have been making a mass effort to register people to vote by mail and have been highly successful. And we have a lot of voter registration drives. We would you would be surprised how many people are not registered to vote. And right. since Black Lives Matter, we have had a lot of churches and a lot of pastors in our areas because we do have a lot of black churches, black pastors in our area who have been working specifically with the democratic parties and the republican parties both ways because a lot of them are non nonpart- they are nonpartisan to register their constituents to vote so we have put a mass effort forth in florida
1: that's great oh, that's
2: great fantastic
0: it's really amazing yeah i uh, I'm registered vote for mail. i registered to vote by mail as soon as when i get my presidential you know my november ballot i think i'm going to mail that in immediately
2: yes <laughs> immediately
1: those drop at the end of september i think september is that what it is Yes.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. So essentially,
1: yeah. we can all blame you for Trump getting in. So thanks a I, lot, Matt. I
0: tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. I bought two stamps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know when um, we were overseas, I would mail that back immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we lived in Germany and we're in South Korea. But we would make sure we had a lot of postage on that. But overseas ballots are have a two-week window of grace. That is why they used to say a lot of times military ballots didn't count was because they were coming from overseas and they would get counted up to two weeks after, but the numbers of those ballots were not significant enough to change the results. But right. now, when we look at the Andrew Gillum race and we look at the Bill Nelson race back in 2018, where the margin of error was like less than one percent and such, less than three percent, that these ballots, every single ballot counts.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That man, that 18, that that Gillum and Nelson race, those races, that was those were hard. I can't believe yeah, that was
2: they a, drove Gillum right off the edge.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> but <laughs> uh but uh yeah, I mean it was just like in 2018 was such a good year for Democrats and it was such a bummer to see uh Republicans kind of pull ahead in, in Florida and hopefully don't think
2: of it that way. Think of it as we turned the house, we flipped the house. Imagine That's- if we hadn't flipped the house and there was no control at all on Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That that was huge.
0: You're right. You're right. No, you're much more positive than I
2: am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very That's- positive person.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. So I'm glad you're running for Congress. Can I say I? So the first thing that you see on your website is the uh, the Dana. Uh, for congress the dana dares logo which i think is very cool and is very immediate it's very bold and it's just like oh you know i'm i'm daring to change all these things and and when we dare we win i think that's such a great slogan i think that that's was that you that came up with that or
2: yeah Yeah. we, we were in the car on the way home and we were trying to play with words and we were like you know, 2020 vision. And we're like, Oh yeah, everybody will go with clear vision yeah. for 2020. And that wasn't good. And so then we started to play with verbs that went with Dana and we just, Dana dares and it popped up. I don't know if you remember that thing. It was on um, Twitter, I guess it was at the time or Snapchat of damn Daniel. Do you remember that okay. with, the with the speakers and stuff? So we yeah, started, Daniel. we started making fun <laughs> of all that, and then it was Dana Dare and we started talking about double dare and you know, that, that game show for kids I was on oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, double dare and, and we just we liked it and you know we were you know I have a lot of younger people who work with me too and we were kind of upset after 2018 we were kind of angry like you know and right. we just it was more it was like you saw like an in your face kind of thing and, and we go out on the campaign trail and it's very effective because we ask people we dare them to shut off fox news we dare them to read and to mm-hmm. learn what they're talking about. And we dare them to take an active participation in their democracy and to come out and join us at events. And you have to, if you're gonna keep a democracy, you have to be involved.
0: I Yeah, no, and I, I love it. I think it's 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 bold, it's progressive. I, sometimes I feel like Democrats are afraid to be really bold because they feel like people are never gonna believe you're coming out with these big ideas and they're like, well, we can't get people to go along with them. And it's like, I feel like if you just explain to people the quality of your ideas which I feel like there's a high amount of quality Well, like, uh, Terry,
2: who would think that these would be things you wouldn't agree with it's hard to yeah think.
0: yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. it seems like common sense and but it's like yeah it's and and that's the thing and you see polls where it's just like yes people love all the things in Obamacare but when you call it Obamacare people are like you know and oh, it's like yeah, yeah so yeah I mean but it's like yeah it's the thing it's it's these are things that people want these are things that you know people should know we need and you know I think going out there and, and being unapologetic about it and uh and bold about it I that's that's so great and I yeah and I do think that Dana dares it's simple and it's it's so evocative of, of, mm. of and just establishing you know what, what you want to do when you get to uh to Washington so I applaud you for that that's really great um
1: yeah and I also really like that you're so positive and I think that As you said, the thing of like the politics of fear. I think that is the main thing. Like you could, I said it to my husband when we were watching Donald Trump the other day on TV, and I was just like, "Can you see how his his whole focus is instilling fear in people about voting for Joe Biden? It's like things are going to be worse, and things that he's not talking about. He's actually really gone away from the thing of." things being better with him and really focusing in on the fear of the opposition and and how much worse things will get for people. And I think that, yeah, that that politics of fear is really dangerous. And I really love that you are so positive and that you are, you know, challenging these things. And I really hope that people who are listening to this do check out your website. Well, if they can vote... (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i'm (laughs) sorry this won't yeah i wish we could do more to boost you but unfortunately that's not the format of the podcast
2: they do have americans abroad have you ever yeah yeah they're a political group americans abroad and they do a lot of political posting so if you got into them maybe they would run the podcast as as this i do also try to for the email addresses that we have the voters reach Mm -hmm. out to our americans abroad and i was individually emailing cuz i couldn't do a group mass emails to say hey i'm running and we did get some positive and some negative feedback from that in 2018 but i have asked for those overseas roles again and people who have emails i'm going to try to reach out to
0: oh great that's really great often when you're it, 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 yeah being abroad at this time feels is it is frustrating because you want to be able to participate and do things and it it feels like you're so far away from it
2: But, you know, Um, you still can because even Black Lives Matter, they had international marches of solidarity all around the world. I remember living in Germany in 2016 when Trump was elected and we were doing the Me Too and the women's marches. And I was
1: in
2: a women's march in Germany, um, in Heidelberg, and marched with them. And that was in solidarity with the United States movement. So it's wonderful to have that international feel and experience also. And and still be able to get involved. And I also feel when we live overseas, it makes us more involved in that we find out about who's running for office and we seek out those websites and people in the United States get a little lazy about that because they don't seek out the information.
0: You get complacent about it. Yeah, I don't know. Being away from the U.S. has made me very much, I don't know, I feel like I think about it a lot more maybe than when I, I don't know. It's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, I suppose.
1: <laughs> wow, that's had the opposite effect on me. I've completely disengaged from Australian politics because I can't keep up with it because they seem to have different prime ministers every five minutes. But I will try and maybe get more involved. I don't know. I yeah, you're making me feel slightly more patriotic now. <laughs> but um, when I lived in
2: New York. Like even in Florida, like people would ask, well, where are you from? And you'd be like from Queens or from New York or, you know, from Florida. But when you go overseas and people ask you, where are you from? You say the United States. Mm. And I, and I realized mm. that the first time I traveled overseas that I had never said to somebody when they asked, where are you from? And I said, the United States, I would never do that in the United States. Only mm. when I'm abroad. So Tara, that was interesting. How you say about being patriotic or,
1: you know, your- mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do I do love Australia actually. But um I I've grown fond of it now now that I'm Yeah, that actually it's funny. You do grow from, in some ways more fond of the idea of some, you know, the country that you're from when you're away from it. I was wondering um oh, did you have any more questions Matt for for the present or should we move to the 6 months questions?
0: So, I would imagine campaigning is stressful. You're also a teacher. You still teach social studies. I'm not
2: teaching right now. In June, because campaigning is a full time job.
0: Oh, and okay.
2: That limits some people too from being able to run for office because you cannot do this and work another job. It's just impossible. You right. have so much responsibility and you are running an organization. I'm running an organization and I would represent almost 600,000 voters. So you have to remember yeah. I have to coordinate, yes over a distance and a time of all these spaces and to coordinate the yard signs and the mailers and the speaking events and the volunteers and the school groups that want to get involved it, it is it
1: is a massive undertaking that is huge oh. i had no idea it was so many people that's massive
2: we're the yeah. second largest district in florida really wow, 11. Mm-hmm.
1: wow. and the
2: one that's larger than us i think is only by two thousand people wow. that just means i need more petitions to get signed <laughs> <laughs> ballot season.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. But no, I was going to, I was going to ask, yeah, you're very positive. Has the campaign just kind of consumed your whole life or are there other things that you're kind of into these days? Just kind of just fun things, things you do to, to take your mind off it or. Um, read. really? To
2: read. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my favorite activity since I was a little kid. So, and then my son is doing, homeschool. He's doing Florida virtual because of the pandemic and stuff. And my husband actually works in Okinawa right now with Department of Defense. So my son was supposed to start high school there, but because oh, yeah. of COVID restrictions, he can't fly and get there. So oh, I'm virtual here. So I'm his school teacher now because he drives me crazy. <laughs> he's like, oh, come on, get on your schoolwork, and he's like, well I going to play my video game. And I'm like, if you were in school, you'd be six hours a day. You are not making six hours a day on your virtual right now. So, uh,
1: nah, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's tough. You know,
0: and, um, I wonder if that like
2: Tiger Tiger King or something was supposed. Oh to be yeah, Tiger.
1: Tiger King was good. Did, oh, you, did
2: watch you watch it? it? No, no, I'm oh, not. Oh man. Ready.
1: TV person, I don't really. Dana, you gotta watch it. You're gonna love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My husband watched
0: it. (laughs) You're You live it every day.
2: (laughs) I know.
1: Actually, they're right down the road in Tampa no yeah. oh my gosh you could go and visit that is so exciting <laughs> maybe you could make a documentary about you visiting that would be visit fantastic. what isn't
0: he in jail
2: now <laughs> yeah but the the um the tiger sanctuary is in tampa it's right there by the citrus mall there oh really
1: oh wow mm-hmm. that we be part we, of the campaign
2: go there but we hadn't gotten there
1: yeah well it's probably not a great great thing for your campaign then <laughs> to have like a load of Picks with you and the Tiger King tigers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's her, right? Isn't it her? She has that place. I think it's her. Place, yeah. Oh
1: my God. I love her so much. As in, I don't love her, but I love the character <laughs> of her.
0: I think <laughs> it's Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Again, this has come up before. She did murder her husband,
2: right? No, we don't know true. that for sure. <laughs> allegedly,
0: <laughs> allegedly.
2: Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, she fed him to the tigers, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's right?
1: pretty suspicious, but. There's no genuine proof at this stage, Matt. So we're not going to make <laughs> allegations that we don't have proof.
2: I Know about it would never have watched the
1: show. You yeah. have to watch it because once you've watched it, I think you're going to be like, "Oh, she definitely did it." <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: No, it's good. You you shouldn't. You should focus on on reading important things for. The- <laughs> Yeah. You for oh my God.
1: just enjoy enjoy yeah don't don't waste your time at the same yeah. time totally watch it i loved it um <laughs> <laughs> so essentially in six months time do you have any massive swing predictions like it could be crazy it could just be about what you believe is going to happen in the solar system anything you want what do you think is going to be happening in six months time
2: okay so i think i want to say transportation So we just saw David Blaine go across the Arizona desert with those helium balloons. (laughs) So are we all going to have our helium balloon system soon in six months that will definitely save on energy, (laughs) but then the balloons, they pop and they go into the system, you know, the ecosystem. So that's not good, but then (laughs) also has their flying vehicles. I don't know if they previewed their flying vehicles. I don't know if you've seen this, they're electric so like the Jetsons in six months we'll all be flying our little electric vehicles around
1: town oh my god this is amazing I love this prediction flying cars and helium balloons
0: yeah I feel like that's gonna be you're gonna have like some people with flying cars and then real hipsters are gonna be like you know I've got my artisanal balloons and that's how I get around
2: (laughs) that would be great
0: Oh, that's amazing! That's one that of our best.
2: Mario version of pop the balloons with the people in the electric cars going out. The <laughs> <balloons>. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: awful. <laughs> Anyways,
1: um, That'd be epic. Real life Mario Kart. Do you have amazing. any hopes for six months time for yourself? You know, like, is in. Obviously, I'm assuming that you would hope to have won the election. But is there anything like in particular that you would like to be happening in six months?
2: I hope that people remember to love one another. Aww, I hope to remember we're not the enemy. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I keep hoping that this is some kind of fever that'll break and that people will kind of go back to thinking of each other as human beings again. I don't know. Like, you know. We it's, all have it's...
2: feelings. We all have emotions. We only want what's best for our families.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, it is a dark time, but uh, yeah, I think hopefully there's some light <laughs> and yes
2: no matter what the results of the election for you never give up never surrender you're mm. you're a sci-fi fan you should know that yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that's that's fair galaxy
2: quest all right never give right. up never surrender.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if i grabbed ours hammer you're right <laughs> exactly. all right so dana one other thing that we do because we're not going to say goodbye to you we're because through the miracle of editing, this this conversation will continue seamlessly. Podcast comes out. But one thing we ask our guests to do is to start a sentence that they don't know how it's going to end. And then when we start the second part of the, the interview, that they'll end the sentence.
1: Or it could like, be a joke. If you want to make a joke. a joke, it doesn't yeah. have to be. It could be whatever you want. Basically, you just have to do the setup or the beginning of the sentence now. And then you've got six months to think about how you're going to end it. Okay. okay. So how about this? Dana dared
2: to run for office, and I lost.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I'm
2: very
1: sorry
0: to hear that. <laughs> sorry Dana. to hear that, Dana. That's,
2: yes, me yeah. also. Um, it
1: was. I, quite I voted for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because I wasn't allowed to. But. Yeah, you're not allowed to. <laughs> we actually I, I... lost a percentage
2: point from the last election. So. <laughs> oh that must have been so disappointing it was um an analysis of the voting record just goes to show that um, there were a lot more people who came out to vote so a lot more republicans came out um it was a very yeah. vested election and tensions got very high at the end obviously we had that insurrection on january yeah. 6th so things got very heated there were people in my community, Crystal River also, uh, Hernando mm. County, who did partake in some of those activities at the Capitol. So that was very oh, interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's really well, full
1: on.
0: Well, I was going to say the the guy who won, Daniel Webster. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, well, now that you're not running for office, we can just talk shit about him. But he... <laughs> <laughs> He was one of those jerks who, uh, one of the congressmen who voted against the certification of the election. And I was yeah. just like, God damn it. Yes. <laughs>
2: it was so he just annoying. He voted against the, the package to the bill for the relief bill. And he the just COVID voted relief. against yeah. the package to um, reform police activities. That vote just came out too, and he voted against that. So it was typical. We knew what his voting record would be. It's not a shock. Yeah. God.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't, I mean, that's, just, it's, I'm, I'm sorry you lost. That's a shame. I, I, like I said, I voted for you. I, I told all the people I knew in Hernando County, which was basically my parents to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, uh, I also donated some to your campaign. So oh, I was, I was happy you. to support you and invest in your campaign. And, and uh, but I mean, it was, it ended up being a very tough election for, particularly for down ballot Democrats, which was a shame. And, and I, Thought quite surprising, actually, I thought, you know, because was turnout was really high and that was great. And then it turned out that a lot of that turnout was against Democrats, too. So it was was unfortunate. It's interesting to
2: start looking into the psychology of the vote and why people are voting the way they were. And it's interesting to see how many people are supporting Democratic initiatives right now who might have voted Republican. But I was on pins and needles for the Georgia Senate race. I'll tell you.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was that was that was some good news. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was very invested in that too. I, I sent some money to, to Raphael Warnock and um, oh, the other guy. <laughs> oh,
2: Osloff.
0: Osloff. Osloff. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. just went right in my head. But yeah, so that was a bit of, of, of good news in what was otherwise a pretty dire January. It was uh, funny
2: because in, for Christmas we went up to the Carolinas and we drove through Georgia. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it was in the heat of the election season, and, and we ended up diverting through Atlanta for a time. And there were people in the corners all over the place for Warren Akinossof. It was really nice to see. You could see a lot of campaign posters flying around, and the radio announcements. Every commercial was a com- was an ad for one or the other of the people running, and it was quite quite outrageous to see how much was going on there politically. But it was interesting to see how many people were involved and it's nice to know that people are getting active into their politics because that's the only way we can make change.
0: Yeah, I mean that is that is certainly very encouraging that people were so engaged. Yeah, and like you said, like the the proposals, especially like the COVID package that the Democrats are proposing, it seems very popular, at least individual parts are very popular. I think it's the same issue with like Obamacare, where like individual parts were popular, but then some people were just against the whole anything, namely Republicans seem to be very much against it, which is
2: uh, not terrible. What I find so funny was the Republicans were talking, the biggest thing about the health care initiative for the Affordable Care Act was the use of death squads, right? They were going to have these Mm -hmm. death panels that people would have to go against and see if they would live or die. And what actually happened was we had COVID and we actually had death panels where people were admitted to hospitals or not with the overcrowding and they were sending people home and saying, we can't help you, you're probably going to die. And we'd rather take in people to the emergency room who we think we can help survive. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Texas was turning people away. There was another state too, turning people away because they were so overwhelmed with numbers.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so- unfortunately you lost uh, what so i don't know what have you been up to uh since then <laughs> i mean i oh, i
2: exciting I... times i'll tell you so my son has been doing florida virtual school he was doing that so i was he was home doing that so I was kind of like teaching him and working through florida virtual with him right I got to walk with my mom all the time every day and was going to the y because they reopened the y so doing some classes and then okay. i got hired back into Department of Defense Education Activity, so teaching again, and I actually got hired into the same school my husband's at, here in Okinawa on Kadena Air Base, so I teach 7th grade U.S. History at Kadena Middle School, and I'm absolutely loving it. My son and I got to Okinawa, we got to Tokyo in January, like January 1st actually. We had to quarantine Uh 14 days. So that was interesting. Oh my then, gosh. Yeah. Fourteen days in Tokyo we had a quarantine, nasal swab tests and such. So then we were able to fly, but because we were flying commercial to Okinawa, when we landed in Okinawa we had a quarantine another fourteen days nasal what? swab. Again. What? Oh my goodness. That's so you crazy. spent all
0: of January in quarantine. Yes, basically. yes, actually
2: oh we did God. twenty-eight days in quarantine. So, I got to play a lot of my little fish and, and, you know, those games
1: that you play, like, (laughs) oh, wow. Did you feel like you were losing it at any point? Like, that's a long time to be in quarantine.
2: Yeah, well, we could go out to go for walks, but we were not allowed to socialize or interact with anyone. We had to have Mm. people grocery shop for us and bring food and they leave it outside the door and you pay through PayPal or kind of different pay app.
1: Oh, that's good that they let you go for walks. Oh
2: yes, they yeah. did let us go for walks. Because so. in
1: Australia they don't. If you're in quarantine, you're not allowed to leave the hotel room. Oh, yes. um, which is why I'm not going back <laughs> at this point because I can't do that.
2: How long has it been for you,
1: Tara? Uh, I've not been home in, I guess, about a year and a coming up on a year and a half now which is really sad because I you know my grandparents and everything you know and my parents would just so love to see the boys and it's really tough for them you know because they're missing out on seeing them grow up but at the same time it's like well two weeks in a hotel room with two toddlers climbing the walls and not being able to go for walks or leave the room it just it's just unbearable the thought of it so uh it's hard enough if you have as it is.
2: Vaccination.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I don't think uh we don't. Yeah, I don't think we're for a little bit. I think they are going to start doing the next group, uh which I think is like over 40s or maybe over. But yeah, I know they're just doing under 65s. They're starting under 65s at the moment. Yeah. Since
2: we're teachers, we're getting ours Tuesday, our first round. We'll oh, great! The, yeah, the Moderna. My parents and my in-laws. All of their friends, they all had their second shots already in the States. They're in Florida. Matthew, I don't know if your parents got their shots.
0: No, they got theirs. Uh, my parents both got their second shot in early February. So, oh, yeah, yeah, they were able to just, like, I think they, they made an appointment with, like, the pharmacy at Publix, you know, which is just a grocery store chain. Tariff, right, right. And, yeah, and they just, they, they just got them done, uh, which was great, which was a huge relief to me because they're both in their 70s now. And, actually, my mom, because she got vaccinated, she was able to get uh, knee surgery the other day. So oh, wonderful.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: that was really great. Cause she's been putting are... that off for too long.
1: They're starting to get back to normal. Yeah. So what's it like living in, uh, Japan. Okinawa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: it is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's an island. It's a small island, so we can see and travel on within the island, but it has a rich culture and a rich history. So that's nice. And they've opened a lot of activities. We're just starting to open up some activities for going places and doing things with the dining situations and the gyms and such. Um, Next week, we're going on a whale watching trip. So we're taking the boat out to do some whale watching. And uh, as the weather gets warmer, more water sports and snorkeling off the reefs, beautiful reefs. We're right actually about a block from the beach. So from my windows, I can see the sunsets and the water and and the beach. We're on the East China Seaside. So it's the East China Sea is on one side and the Pacific Ocean is on the other side of the island.
1: Wow. Mm. And how does your um, son feel? Because obviously it's like it's quite a, a, you know, well, I guess all ages of children are important ages, but it's like that really kind of, you know, they're working out their identity, I guess, when they're teenagers and stuff. And how is he feeling? Uh, Were you there before and then you went back to America and then you came back again?
2: Yeah, he's so... So my son was born in Florida, but at three months, he went to Korea. And then we lived in Germany for 11 years. Then it was Florida for three years. And the Hmm. half year in quarantine, you know, with COVID. And then we're in Okinawa. So he's traveled all over. He's kind of used to making new friends and being in Dodia schools. And he's really happy to be back, actually. And he loves Japanese culture. You know, like, he's all about Dragon Ball and anime and so manga. So he's... (laughs) he's in his niche he we go to the mall and they have all the stores with like all of that stuff anything you could imagine i don't know if you know attack on titans and he watches all those shows and all the characters are everywhere so it's been quite
1: a hit to our purse (laughs) oh that's great that he you know enjoys all that yeah so what because i always think uh you know we've been talking about moving to australia and whether we want to do that and I get all nervous because I think oh like what about the boys and they've got their friends here you know Charlie's got his little friends and he's just settled into nursery and I think like oh well he'll have to make new friends. I think it's probably just maybe it's my own anxiety from my own childhood about like making friends and school and stuff and I'm like maybe putting that onto him and actually he would be fine. How Have you, have you ever worried about that sort of stuff?
2: I did but I I find that, like, even when a child falls and skins their knee, it's more our anxiety that they pick up on and not what they're experiencing. So mm-hmm. even when Nolan was younger, he was at the daycare on base, but then we wanted him to go to German school. So at three, we put him into German school so he would learn German, and he was totally inundated. Just mm-hmm. start speaking German now, and and he did. He learned German, and... He went to German school, then he went to American school, and what I found is it was very flexible. And the more he went through it, it was fine. And the younger they are, and the more we get them used to it, younger, I think it's better. Yeah,
1: that's really, and I think you're absolutely right. I think they pick up on our anxiety, and that's why I try and appear like I'm really calm, (laughs) like even if I'm not calm inside, like just try and like make them feel that you know the, just feel assured like even if we go to the park like just be like well done you know you know reach your hand there or whatever instead of being like don't slip you know like as in like just trying to appear calm and help them uh, help them to be calm Matt you'll be there soon <laughs> yeah I don't
0: know, we'll see right, right now he's just kind of I don't well now I'm just like my big thing is like he's still breathing right like he's still <laughs> like very much like like yesterday i put him in a little like a baby bjorn harness and was we, i just like took him out for a walk so that alice could get a break and i could get some exercise it was probably good for everybody and uh and he fell asleep in it like almost immediately but then i was like he's been asleep a long time is he okay <laughs> like is he like oh my god is he, like is he like strangled by this thing or just all this anxiety of, of yeah know. he's so fragile but, in uh, korea it, it
2: was amazing the women had these wraps and it was like a blanket and they were able to make like this harness that they would throw like a sack and they would just throw it over their back with their child in it and you would think that they were going to fall out <laughs> every time and i've <laughs> seen them walking around seoul and, and, and buzon and the babies were just in there it's amazing
0: i've got well actually tara gave me a wrap which goes around the chest and then it it's, it's, which is great around the house, but yeah, and uh, and he he seems to settle down in it. I'm still getting the hang of getting it quite correct because it's it's a little bit. It is it's just a long strip of cloth. So then there's an elaborate folding technique that goes into yeah. and You have tr-
1: to get you get their legs in the right spot. So yeah. Um, I was always correcting my husband when he did it. <laughs> yeah, we're still I'm we're still the getting the hang thing of it. down.
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah. He doesn't like to be swaddled. We do, we put him in, like, a little sleeping bag to sleep. But then, like, when we try to, like, I've tried to, like, swaddle him. And either either I'm bad at it, which is probably, or just he hates it. So we usually just put him in the little sleeping bag so he can flail his arms about. So,
1: Oh, so cute. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's that's so good. good. Which sort of leads us, I guess, into that thing of, like, what's next for you? And I guess that is, like, you are doing teaching and, you know, you're in a whole brand new country like there's so much going on but i will say regardless what's next for you Dana?
2: (laughs) (laughs) well continue teaching and we're planning our vacations so that we love to travel and we love to see the world and, and open our son's eyes to the world and different cultures and people and experiences and perspectives and i think that um being able to have that is what gives me what Matthew was saying, a more progressive kind of idea of of helping ill those and, and seeing things from different sides and opinions and, and respecting the cultures of others and, and wanting people to have a chance and carry forth. So not this coming summer, but the next summer is we're planning our trip to Africa. So we're really excited oh, about nice. that. Hoping everybody's quarantined and done and COVID and shots. Yeah. <laughs> so we really want to show that continent to my son and some of the culture and the places there and um then the other place since we're close to it again is and we hadn't gotten there we had wanted to so i want to see um the himalayas and oh, okay. Kathmandu and
1: oh amazing nepal and, and go into yeah. that area maybe do mongolia that's, wow that's... that'd be so awesome well that's i hope really that goes neat. beautifully
0: how long do you think you'll be in Japan?
2: We'll be here a while. My son will yeah. graduate here. We'll stay here until then. So Dia can transfer you at any time. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening right now. I see us staying here until we decide to transfer or something comes open that we can transfer for. But my husband, he's a drummer in a band. You know, He does that on the side. He's the librarian oh, yeah. at the school. so. We're quite content. Like I said, my son loves the culture, and there's so much travel to do here. We want to go to Australia, um, oh, see New nice. Zealand, yeah. of course, and uh, go to uh, Malaysia, Thailand. There's just so much Cambodia. Just yeah, oh, that's great places to see.
0: Well, that's that's amazing that you have that kind of opportunity.
2: We're very very lucky
0: from that base. I that's one of the things about moving to the UK is like now I'm like oh I'm just gonna pop over to Europe. Well, when we could travel, I was like I'm gonna take a <laughs> yeah. Eurostar. And I can just go to Paris. Like that's—it feels so foreign, but so like amazing. So because you've you done
2: it though, Matthew? Do you yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We,
0: we well, you know, not this year, but yeah, we've been to Paris a few times, and uh, it's you know, it's nice. Not even for, and it's nice to be able to go for a few days. Okay.
2: Um, so even as the kids grow, we used to—I used to prep Nolan. He loves to travel. And mm. some of his best memories is traveling, and he'll say, hey, we need to go to a museum, or we need to see this art piece, or we need to go. There's an exhibit coming into town. Wow. And yeah, he's that's 15 now. So just keep emphasizing those positives, and they pick up on it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. That's well, that's a really lovely, uh, that's a lovely sort of theme to kind of an encouraging note to sort of end on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's been so wonderful to talk to you dana i've really loved seeing you and i really um i'm really sorry you know about the election yeah but i really hope that you know things are going great in the future and and all the very best for your travels and all your plans coming up for all
2: of us (laughs) yay for all of us for all of
0: us us. yeah no that's it just uh yeah like sounds like you landed in a good place and um it's
2: made me a better teacher
0: oh that's good well best of luck to you and and yeah and everything so Take care.
2: Thank you, you guys, too. And hugs and kisses to the kids. and, the <laughs> and, the and It's been a wonderful experience. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Do you remember, do you have no do you know did you know what we talked about? I listened to it I just listened to it and I Yeah, I totally so we forgotten.
1: talked about um I just had a balayage haircut. Oh right. Which haircut. do you know it's so funny because my hairdresser actually messaged me the other day saying that they're opening in April and would I like to book a thing? And obviously I was like, Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's been Again, it's been probably since I had that last one six months ago that that was like my last uh, hair appointment. So that was really nice. Um, Funny listening to that being like, oh, wow, like it's been six months since I could get my hair cut. I don't remember
0: the last time I got my hair cut. I I had Alice do it. I meant to have her do it before the due date so that uh, newborn pictures with Tavish I wouldn't look like a horrible monster. (laughs) <laughs> but then we did in. And so now my hair's like, hair's just, just so messed up, and I still need to get it cut. I get my hair cut, like, there's a shop with two chairs that is in like a tiny storefront over by the university, and it cost me 10 pounds to get my hair cut. <laughs> and that's the place where I get my hair cut. Do so you miss
1: getting it cut?
0: <laughs> I do. I, I wish, yeah, I do need it cut. It's just been a mess. It, it does this thing where the hair, my hair's thinner on top. So then when it grows out, like the sides, became really fluffy and stick out so it looks like i have a mushroom head (laughs) (laughs) very it's just like so unsightly
1: um well i've uh as a result of covid i started cutting my husband's hair like right at the beginning back in i guess march last year um using clippers you know yeah what are they called clippers yeah Uh, clippers and um and i've got I don't want to boast here, but I have got so good at it now that he's like not gonna go back to the hairdressers because yeah. I now know how to like make it really tight at the sides, but take it straight up so that it, he's like got longer hair on top, but like really tight in on the side. It looks really like quite nice to be honest, and I um yeah. and it saves us like. You know, I don't know, 14 pounds a month or whatever. Um, yeah. So we're raking it in. And, oh, your other news was that you were coming up to your 20-week scan the next day.
0: Yeah. Um, we had that baby. So yeah. everything's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yep, that worked out fine. No longer have GANS on the horizon. Baby's born. So. Yay. <laughs> well,
1: um. My my predictions were quite kind of accurate, I guess, in that I said how we'd be coming out of a horrendous February, which I think was accurate. Yeah, I'm so grateful that's over. And it is that feeling of warmth coming up. Actually, I, I made a really small video. I don't know if you saw it just about, like, in the UK when the sun comes out. And, like, I in the video, I'm just like, why are there people in bikinis on the lawn? It's 10 degrees outside and then... <laughs> I play a British person who's just like, what, double figures? And then runs for the door. And I uploaded that a few days ago. And that's that's had like over half a million views now on Instagram, which just blows my mind how you can just... I think it's just when things get on... It, I think it's just that thing of like, because people are thinking about that now, it just picks up. Whereas like, yeah, yeah other things you can put so much effort into and like, no one watches them. It, I don't know. It's just such a funny, uh, funny thing to be... I, I try not to think about it because it is too stressful. But my uh prediction was also that obviously we'd be coming up to Sammy's second birthday, which we are. It's next week. I'm super excited about that. Mm. He wants a dinosaur cake, which I've got to look at how I'm going to make that. And um and Let's he's one. <laughs> <laughs> But he's going to nursery in April, which is like oh my gosh, like it's just I'm really really looking forward to it. It's I'm going to be exciting in some ways it's going to be like i'll probably feel a bit sad and anxious at the time but but yeah to have time to myself again like a few mornings a week where i can like do work or do writing or do stuff that i want to do which i've not been able to do for you know coming up on well three and a half years so that'd be amazing really yeah. excited about that how about you how uh, did you have any predictions for the future i can't I... remember
0: I remember what I- Oh, your shoes. My shoes, yeah. I should have got my shoes. Wait, they're not in here. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let's look at my shoes. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Let's see the shoes. The, da, 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 they still uh, work. Still looking good.
0: They still look pretty good. They're a little, a little well-loved. Uh, I got- mud or something on them and it stained them that's the problem with having mud. fabric shoes is that they they stain a bit but i like them they're still pretty bright green
1: they're really bright green they're a really bold shoe thank you they they match your glasses are your glasses sort of greeny?
0: yeah they are green yeah I got, yeah they're I got great those, those not too long ago either.
1: i like these glasses you know you got a you got a strong bold look going on shoe glasser glasser <laughs> shoe glasser. glasses <laughs> shoe glasses combo yeah i'm loving it it's great. I uh,
0: yeah, I liked you no, know, I liked those shoes. They they they've worn really well. They are a little bit tight, and especially like breaking them in was really uncomfortable. Uh, but then I ordered another pair from the company, half a size larger, and they fit fine. So that was the problem that I got the wrong size. So my suggestion, if you want to order some, is get a uh, half a size larger. Yeah, I like so I liked them so much. I bought a red pair, and I got a blue pair for Christmas, which I haven't even taken out of the box because. I haven't had to go anywhere so there's no reason to have new shoes <laughs> <The> old <laughs> shoes are not that worn out because i hardly ever walk so <laughs> and yeah so uh i you know, love the,
1: uh i love how puffed out you are from having to get up and find the shoes <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah
0: well i felt like i didn't want to i'm gonna edit this out but i was gone for like a minute but i was trying to find my because i couldn't remember where they were so i was like frantically running around i was like i can't believe <laughs> I'll listen to the audio later and you'll probably be like, I can't believe you fucking got up. God. Nobody cares about his shoes.
1: <laughs> Especially given that no one's going to see them. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but you got to see
0: them. so. And I enjoyed important. seeing
1: them. I'm grateful.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rating and reviewing really helps people find the podcast. We're still growing our audience. Uh, also, tell a friend if you think this is an interesting concept. Be like, hey, I listened to an interesting podcast the other day, and it was so good. And you should check it out. But be more enthusiastic than that. That's kind of the general script, but put your own spin on it. (laughs) If you want to follow us, we're at Six Months Later Pod on all the different platforms, and go to Six Months Later pod.com for our website where all the episodes are and there's episode listings and clips of people that have been on the show and whatever and you can also email us at six months later pod at gmail.com and let us know what you think as long as it's nice if people want to find tara you can find tara
1: on tara N W comedy um i'm on all the stuff tiktok instagram Twitter, but I hate Twitter and I don't really do much on there. However, uh, you can still find me. If you also want to support us on Patreon, we'd be super grateful. That's at six months later, I think, on Patreon, or just search for six months later on Patreon. Six months
0: later, Patreon, yeah.
1: Success. And um, also, Matt has Twitter uh, and also other stuff, but he's got some absolute gold on Twitter if you want to want to
0: yeah. look that up i'm Shadorn on all the things uh, i'm on instagram some of the time uh, i'm not on twitter anymore i've kind of abandoned that account but if you want to go back and dig through my uh tweets uh, you can find some really uh fun ones this one is from january 18th 2016 and it's just all caps death is coming for us all and then like five <laughs> exclamation marks <laughs> So you know that kind of stuff's there. I don't. I don't know what was going on January eighteenth, twenty sixteen, but
1: sounds like it was a good day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was a real fun time. Uh, I sounded excited, right?
1: So if you want constant mind mindfulness content and real positive encouragement, uh, Matt Chedone's Twitter is the the place to be.
0: Yeah, you just kind of have to go back through. Um years of nonsense but if you want to make other actual media uh, in fact I have another podcast called Saint Miss Baven a new episode came out yesterday it is about Saint Maud she was a queen and a saint so she pretty much had everything going on but she had a really shitty husband and it's a fun story that my friend Anna tells me and it is uh, it's a great podcast so check it out but thanks everybody for listening we got, we really appreciate you and uh, we'll see you again next week
1: in six months thanks guys bye,
2: bye. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna perk myself up for this interview. I got my (laughs) peppermint tea.